Hey, Wiki listeners, it's Rachel. And Victor, did you know I host the fantastic NYC talent show every Monday night at the Parkside Lounge in New York City? It's an off-off Broadway showcase where you can see New York's underground performance art up close. We've got weekly special guests like Colin Quinn, Janine Garofalo, Tone Bell, and lots more. Use the code WIKILISTEN for a special discount on tickets when you go to nyctalentshow.com. That's nyctalentshow.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. This is the Wikipedia page for Unicorn, part two of two. Welcome to Wikilisten, the podcast where we read Wikipedia pages and provide commentary. I'm Victor Vernado, KSN. And I'm Rachel Teichman, LMSW, reminding you to subscribe, or else we'll trap you like the unicorn you are. That's right, everybody. Subscribe. All right. Here's where we get into how to trap your own unicorn. Entrapment. One traditional method of hunting unicorns involved entrapment by a virgin. In one of his notebooks, Leonardo da Vinci wrote, The unicorn, through its intemperance and not knowing how to control itself, for the love it bears to fair maidens, forgets its ferocity and wildness, and laying aside all fear, it will go up to a seated damsel and go to sleep in her lap, unless the hunters take it. I just can't resist sleeping in the lady's lap. The famous late Gothic series of seven tapestry hangings, The Hunt of the Unicorn, are a high point in European tapestry manufacture, combining both secular and religious themes. The tapestries now hang in the Cloisters Division of the Metropolitan Museum of Art in New York City. In the series, richly dressed noblemen accompanied by huntsmen and hounds pursue a unicorn against Milfiller backgrounds or settings of buildings and gardens. They bring the animal to bay with the help of a maiden who traps it with her charms, appear to kill it, and bring it back to a castle in the last and most famous panel, The Unicorn in Captivity. The unicorn is shown alive again and happy, chained to a pomegranate tree surrounded by a fence. In a field of flowers, scholars conjectured that the red stains on its flanks are not blood, 
but rather the juice from pomegranates, which were a symbol of fertility. However, the true meaning of the mysterious resurrected unicorn in the last panel is unclear. The series was woven after 1500 in the Low Countries, probably Brussels or Liege. For an unknown patron, a set of six engravings on the same theme treated rather differently were engraved by the French artist Jean Duvet in the 1540s. Now, this is interesting because I didn't know that tapestries could be like comic books because it sounds like it was just like panels of a story. That's awesome. That is awesome. And Jean Duvet, he must have really liked blankets. Whack. Another famous set of six tapestries of Dame à la licorne, Lady with the Unicorn, in the Musée de Cluny, Paris, were also woven in the southern Netherlands before 1500 and show the five senses, the gateways to temptation, and finally love. Amon Sol de Sea, the legend reads, with unicorns featured in each piece. Facsimiles of these unicorn tapestries were woven for a permanent display in Stirling Castle, Scotland, to take the place of a set recorded in the castle in a 16th century inventory. A rather rare late 15th century variant depiction of the Hortus Conclusus in religious art combined the Annunciation to Mary with the themes of the hunt of the unicorn and virgin and unicorn, so popular in secular art. The unicorn already functioned as a symbol of the incarnation and whether this meaning is intended in many prima facie secular depictions can be a difficult matter of scholarly interpretation. There is no such ambiguity in the scenes where the archangel Gabriel is shown blowing a horn as hounds chase the unicorn into the virgin's arms and a little Christ child descends on rays of lights from God the Father the Council of Trent finally banned this somewhat over-elaborated, if charming, depiction, partly on the grounds of realism, as no one now believed the unicorn to be a real animal. That was a crazy couple of sentences. It was. Shakespeare scholars describe unicorns being captured by a hunter standing in front of a tree. The unicorn goaded into charging. The hunter would step aside the last moment, and the unicorn would embed its horn deeply into the tree. See annotations of Timon of Athens, Act 4, Scene 3, Line 341. Wert thou the unicorn, pride and wrath would confound thee and make thine own self the conquest of thy fury. Wiki listeners, you can support us by listening to this message while you try to understand Shakespearean language. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. 
Thank you for listening to that message, everybody. Now let's get to some more unicorn goodness. Yeah. Now it's time for our favorite part, queer culture. You mean your favorite part, right? Everyone's favorite part. Well, I'm also part of everyone. What's your favorite body part? Of myself? Yeah. I would have to say my brain. Nice. Because I, I can't even really enjoy the rest without it. That's true. Queer culture. By the beginning of the 21st century, unicorns became a queer icon, second only to the rainbow flag symbolizing queerness. The rainbow flag, created by American artist Gilbert Baker in 1978 as a joyous symbol of the diversity of the queer community, became prominent during the gay rights protests of the 1970s and 1980s. Unicorns, which were intrinsically linked to rainbows since the Victorian era, became symbol of the queer community. There is no consensus on how the unicorn became a gay icon. Alice Fisher, an editor of Observer Design Magazine, notes that the values of a unicorn, as rare and magical, have resulted in the word being used with various connotations. However, she argues that the Victorian association between rainbows and unicorns has resulted in unicorns becoming a queer icon. Wiki listeners, I am begging you, if you go on a dating app, don't set yourself to show up on lesbian-only feeds if you're a couple looking for a unicorn, like a straight couple looking for a unicorn. I'm begging you to stop that. Those of you who want to acquiesce to Rachel's concern, feel free. When directly asked, queer people give different answers about why they have close personal relationships with unicorns. I'm sure. They often relate to one or more of the following aspects. Uniqueness, magical quality, elusiveness, and gender fluidity. Queer individuals tend to relate to the unicorn because of their unique sexual orientation and gender identity. A New Orleans journalist, Tracy Ann Duncan, described her connection to unicorn when she watched The Last Unicorn as a child. In the film, the protagonist believed she was one of a kind throughout her life. Tracy was able to relate to that feeling, even though she did not really know what her kind was at the time. Well, I mean, in the film, the protagonist was the last one. It's called The Last Unicorn. Yeah, so what? Yeah, but the prota- the protagonist didn't just believe it. It was true. Um, I'm just saying her description of what the movie was about was, was jank. Ah. The unicorn is an imaginary animal that lives in a world of myths and legends. Queer people, whose existence seems to blur the lines between societal norms of masculinity and femininity, may feel like they do not fully belong in this world. It explains their interest in mythical creatures, such as unicorns, mermaids, and fairies. I mean, that's one explanation, but there's, like, others. Anyway. Some argue that the gender fluidity of the unicorn make it a suitable representation of the LGBT community. In ancient myths, the unicorn is portrayed as male, whereas in the modern times, it is depicted as a female creature. I mean, sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. It's not a hard, fast rule. I mean, Charlie the Unicorn is, is I, I think, male. Meant to be male. I agree. Have you... Oh, I think I made you watch Charlie the Unicorn one time, didn't I? I mean, I think we watched it at one point. Yeah, I think I think I was like, you, you need to watch this. I think I saw it already, though. Candy Mountain, Charlie. Yeah, Candy Mountain. Let's read more. Now we're going to do similar animals in religion and myth, but only the biblical section. Similar animals, 
similar animals in religion and myth. Biblical. An animal called the Re'em Hebrew is mentioned in several places in the Hebrew Bible, often as a metaphor representing strength. The allusions to the Re'em as a wild, untamable animal of great strength and agility with mighty horn on horns best fit the Aurochs. Both primigenous, this view is further supported by the Assyrian cognate word Rimu, which is often used as a metaphor of strength and is depicted as a powerful, fierce, wild mountain bull with large horns. This animal is often depicted in ancient Mesopotamian art in profile, with only one horn visible. The translators of the authorized King James Version of the Bible, 1611, followed the Greek Septuagint and the Latin Vulgate Unicornus and employed unicorn to translate Reim, providing a recognizable animal that was proverbial for its untamable nature. The American Standard Version translates this term wild ox in each case. God brought them out of Egypt. He hath as it were the strength of an unicorn. Numbers 23-22 God brought him forth out of Egypt. He hath as it were the strength of an unicorn. Numbers 24-8 Was this the same thing? Uh, Just about. Almost exactly the same, but not exactly the same. Yeah, it's him to them. His glory is like the firstling of his bullock, and his horns are like the horns of unicorns. With them he shall push the people together to the ends of the earth. Deuteronomy 33.17 Will the unicorn be willing to serve thee or abide by thy crib? Canst thou bind the unicorn with his band in the furrow, or will he harrow the valleys after thee? Wilt thou trust him because his strength is great, or wilt thou leave thy labor to him? Wilt thou believe him that he will bring home thy seed and gather it into thy barn? Job 39, 9-12. It's pronounced Job, and who is Job? I've never heard of Job. Job is uh, one of the disciples of Christ. What does that mean, disciple of Christ? Listen, I know that you're Jewish, but I'm not going to explain everything about Christianity to you. <laughs> I wasn't asking you to. I, you Okay. A disciple of Christ is something in Christianity that you would know if you were a Christian. So you could just go Google it. I suppose I will. Disciple is just like a follower, but you knew that. Oh, a follower. Yeah, but you knew disciple meant follower, right? No. You didn't know that? No. I mean, it's a word that I've heard a bunch, but like I, I didn't know that. Got it. Save me from the lion's mouth, for thou hast heard me from the horns of unicorns. Psalms twenty-two twenty-one. He maketh them the cedars of Lebanon, also to skip like a calf, Lebanon and Syrian, like a young unicorn. Psalms twenty-nine six. But my horn shalt thou exalt like the horn of the unicorn. I shall be anointed with fresh oil. Psalms ninety-two ten. And the unicorn shall come down with them, and the bullocks with their bulls, and their land shall be soaked with blood, and their dust made fat with fatness. Isaiah 34.7 Nice. The classical Jewish understanding of the Bible did not identify the Re'em animal as the unicorn. However, some rabbis in the Talmud debate the proposition that the Tahash animal, Exodus 25, 26, 35, 36, and 39, Numbers 4, and Ezekiel 16, 10, was a domestic single-horned kosher creature that existed in Moses' time, or that it was similar to the Keresh animal described in Marcus Jastrow's Talmudic Dictionary as a kind of antelope, unicorn. And that's where we're going to end this episode. There's other sections that we didn't have time to read, and I encourage you to check them out. 
I hope you had fun with our unicorn reading. I sure did. This has been the Wikipedia page for Unicorn Part 2 of 2. Thanks for listening to Wikilisten. You can find us at wikilisten.com and on all social media and on TikTok at Wikilisten. Except for X, which is at wiki underscore listen. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts because it really helps us out. Check us out on YouTube for more content. And don't forget to smash that subscribe button with your knowledge of the fact that this article was last edited on the same day that we read it. If there's a particular page you'd like us to read, let us know. We will read it. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.